You're listening to Moto the Podcast, a podcast about life, music, culture, and pretty much everything, led by two recent law graduates, Mahini and Toby. Moto. That's why it's called Moto. Welcome back to Moto. Thank you. All right, that's probably to the listeners, not to me, but yeah, welcome to the listeners. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me to the listeners. And how are you, listeners and Toby? Well, they're great. I'll answer, I'll answer for them and for me. Um, they're great because they loved episode one. Um, we actually did receive an overwhelmingly positive response, which was really nice. And uh, It made me so happy. My voice is already cutting out. What a, that's a new record. Getting a bit choked up there, are you, Mahini? Yeah, I'm welling up. I'm I'm overcome with the feels. <laughs> so, we what are we talking about today? Um, well, we're going to kick off with updates, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we had we had a couple of uh, updates from from last week. Uh, take it away. This is quite a juicy bit of Hollywood gossip. I think it's really well past the date when it came out, so it's not brand new information because I'm just not very good <laughs> at keeping up with gossip, but I will tell you anyway. Are you ready? I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, don't fall off. So Olivia Rodrigo, who sang the driver's license song, basically there was a lot of rumours that that song was about her co-star, Joshua Bassett, who she was in High School Musical, the series or something with. I don't know what I'm saying or something as if I've not seen every episode. <laughs> but he um, he wrote a song in response called Liar, Liar, Liar. So which aspect is he targeting? The fact that she's got a driving licence? <laughs> I don't think the fact that she got a driving license is in dispute. I think it's the fact that he broke her heart and left her for some older blonde lady that he's got a problem with, <laughs> not the fact that she's now legally able to drive. I was so ready to get the lyrics up and go through line by line and be like, oh, which one's the lie? It would be funny if the lie was simply that she was one of those people that takes like eight times to pass their driving test. And the rest of it's true, but by the time she actually got her driving license, she's so done and it's kind of <laughs> lost its romantic notion because it's been such a long time coming. I would actually find it so funny if the liar liar was in response to the driving license. <laughs> I know you didn't pass Olivia. Why are you telling the world you did? Or she was like on the provisional and so they actually her dad was there as well <laughs> <laughs> through the whole saga. Ah. Uh. Anyway, um, we would love some clarity from you, Olivia or Joshua. So feel free to drop us a message, as I'm sure you will after you listen to this. What's the email, Mahini? Enlighten us. It's uh, moto.thepodcast at gmail.com. So, yes. (laughs) What was that accent? (laughs) You know, sometimes I think a Durham personality takes over me. My brother's got it as well. We just, we were talking about something the other day. Oh, it's a really nice story. Do you want to hear it? It's very brief. (laughs) (laughs) yes go for it it's about atoms and he basically said atoms were first discovered in philosophy before they were discovered in science and he was just explaining it to me and my mum and my mum was like oh that's really like difficult to get your head around and he went of course it's difficult mummy it's philosophy (laughs) sorry can we just flesh that out a bit how can you discover something in philosophy that is a scientific concept like just enlighten me Well, Toby, it is quite a difficult concept, so (laughs) bear with us. It basically, the example he gave was, if you're running a 100 meter race, you can split that down. So into 50 meters, 25 meters, so on, so forth. (laughs) I love how you went, if you're running a 1000 meter race, you can split it down into, and then you went 25 meters. Have you ever heard of a 25 meter race? No, but the point is- It starts at 100 meters. 
Yeah, but the point is you could always split it and you could always keep splitting it. So unless you can get down to one, you would be running that 100 meter race forever. But we know that you can finish a 100 meter race. Mm. Hello, Usain Gorgeous Bolt. Like he does it in like four seconds. So (laughs) slightly longer than that, but yeah. (laughs) Well, we so we know you can finish it. So in philosophy, they realized that there must be something before they even discovered. And Atom... Okay, so that sense of like a definitive beginning and end and then the idea of splitting it down, but before the defined concept of an atom. But an atom actually means indivisible, so... Bet you didn't think that we were going to go down this road last week. (laughs) Knowledge boosh! You can thank Durham for that one. I don't know why I'm getting so aggressive. The Durham personality has a real aggressive streak in (laughs) You almost swallowed your mic again. You have a habit of this. Anyway, we had a second thing to update you on. Did we? No, this is a new update. Do you want to take it away? It's about what's going on with Oprah today. Oh, is it happening today? It's happening today. The listeners are like, what's happening? What's <laughs> happening? Tell us. <laughs> this is all calculated. We, we, we wrote it this way. We wanted to keep you uh, keep you sort of... On your toes. I was going to say edge of the seat, but I've already used that today. So, so today, I believe, uh, Meghan Markle is going on Oprah show. It's not called Oprah show, is it? Well read. <laughs> it's the Oprah sh- Isn't it not? Isn't it not? The Oprah Winfrey show. Well, we weren't far off. But yeah, I'm really excited to watch it. I think it's been highly anticipated. Okay, so we're done with our updates. That was a little bit of a a whirlwind into last week. If you missed it and you don't really know what we're talking about, you got to go back. you got to go back and listen and then you'll get it. And we've made it really easy for you because, you know, the link's now bio. Follow us on Instagram and you can find it, whatever your local podcast provider is next on oh i lie we have one more thing we wanted to talk about oh sorry olivia (laughs) that was really funny for once um okay i I only added the for once to see your reaction and those of you who can't see his face it was a drop in the smile (laughs) (laughs) yeah we lie um sorry about that we have one more thing we wanted to update you on toby um had an astute observation that the Netflix top 10 comparisons were not always the same. So we're going to let you know in our big gender reveal now. And it, Sorry, gender reveal. <laughs> Did I just say gender reveal? Yeah. I have, my friend keeps baking these gender reveal cakes and I meant just plain old reveal, <laughs> not gender reveal. But I may as well have one given how bloated I feel. I could have one for my food baby. <laughs> Do you get bloated as a male or is it just a female thing? Um... Well, if I eat a lot, I, you know, regret it. In fact, I had a massive pizza last night and it's, yeah. This is a weird line of uh, inquiry that we've taken. Um, It's, no, I just, I was actually curious if boys get bloated too, because from a female perspective, I'll wake up sometimes and be like, ooh, hello, Victoria's Secret. (laughs) And then I'll just smell a muffin and look like I'm six months down the line. It's it's actually a joke. Do you look... (laughs) Do you look in the mirror and think, Mum, have you swapped my mirror for one of those like concave mirrors that make your legs like stick out to the side? It's just my tummy, not my whole body that gets morphed after I eat something. <laughs> morphed. You know what? This reminds me of a time we gave my dog a lamb bone at the end of a roast. A rare treat, I must say. Also, as a vegetarian, I feel I shouldn't be pressing on this point. No, it's fine. I won't. I won't cry. But all evening after she had eaten this lamb bone, she could only move like really slowly, accompanied by this sort of <sighs> noise. Every time she tried to sit, she'd immediately get up. So she obviously couldn't get comfortable. I definitely think I relate to how she felt in that moment. Your dog was in a food coma. Yeah. 
They say dogs look like their owners, and I think I have proved the truth of that. Anyway. What I wanted to get in is that um, I find that when I eat too much, there's only one position that I can lie in. Like if I've still got really bad indigestion when I go to bed, I can only lay on my back. I feel like if I lay on my side or my front, I'm like wheezing. <laughs> but that's because you're like pressing it. I actually had, I was like, so I had, I need to introduce this better. I was having a massage and I was lying on my front and I'd just eaten a lot. And I felt fine. I didn't feel too sick, but I did feel a bit uncomfy. Like, as you say, when you've had too much. Did you feel like when your face was pressed into that like whole thing, you was like your yeah. cheeks were like a chipmunk? Yeah, but it gets worse because I turned around. The lady was like, okay, you can turn around now. So I turned <laughs> How around. How did you manage that? Like a whale <laughs> on the beach like rolling over? Excuse you. It was not that large. But anyway, she insulted me more than you have just now. She put her, both hands on my belly and went, oh my God, when is baby coming? <laughs> I was mortified. I was just like, ah, screw you, Sandra. It was a late lunch. Bloody hell. (sighs) But yeah, so I relate to you and your dog. So what we're trying to say is, you know, food babies are very normal. And just try not to have a massage right after you've eaten. You will invite comments, yeah. Yeah, or you will get get assumed to be with child. (laughs) So I didn't, yeah, I didn't mean gender reveal. I meant reveal. So Toby, handing over to you so we can go back to the Netflix. Yeah, so we compared Netflix top 10 lists to test the conspiracy. We had a couple of our lovely listeners send in their lists. And I imagine that everyone sent them in thinking they had a really unique combination. And we're going to reveal something massive about Netflix based on what we said last episode. But it transpires that we do all actually have the same top 10. And the UK is just really into raunchy Regency era dramas. I'm talking about you, Bridgerton. Are you serious? I didn't actually know this. So Netflix, you have not been conning us here. But we'll catch you. <laughs> which is probably again why we're all watching always oh, said that weirdly all while we're all watching the same thing because i see a top 10 and i i'm like okay if the uk rates it then i'll give it a watch it's very clever isn't it it's almost going back to the philosophy thing like how can something be in the top 10 if it's the top 10 label that's making people watch it in the first place yeah that's a that's a funny one because how can it get popular without people first I guess they'll just do it on hits and then they'll be like, okay, this is now. I think we should just start labelling um, this show as top 10 in the UK and just see how many listeners we get. And by the time people like catch us out and are like, <laughs> oh, hold on, that's a bit... That's not funny. That's a bit dubious. We'll already have like a billion listeners and... Uh, it's a double entendre. What's a double entendre? When it has two meanings. I don't think that's the word I'm looking for. But it's a... Um, <laughs> um, um, you know what? The word is failing me. You guys, we're only human too, you know. I know you think we're some like mad lib geniuses, but we're just people <laughs> at the end of the day in our mum's and dad's spare room. Who get food babies. Look, I'm actually quite sore about this. So can we, let's not, let's not poke the bear, okay? Poke the mama bear. <laughs> Literally. I think this is a good opportunity to initiate the main segment of today's show. We are going to be talking about the law of attraction yeah. Now, what is the law of attraction, I hear you asking? Well, Mahini, would you care to introduce why are we talking about this today? Sure thing, Toby. Thanks for the Passover. So the reason we're talking about it is because The Secret, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it was on Netflix and it was on my top 10 for such a long time. So basically, there's a movie, a documentary and a book. I don't know how linked the movie is with the documentary, 
but I've watched the documentary and I think the book came out about 10 years ago and it wasn't that hyped up but all of a sudden it's become very fashionable right now do you want to explain what it is or am I doing that as well um I think you should do it because that was one of the things I'd written down is what is law of attraction (laughs) (laughs) all right so basically I'm going to read you the blurb which is what I call and I think a lot of people call the back of a book and the book is called The Secret and it reads as follows so It has been passed down through the ages, highly coveted, hidden, lost, stolen and bought for vast sums of money. This centuries old secret has been understood by some of the most prominent people in history, Plato, Galileo, Beethoven, lots of other great thinkers. And now the secret's being revealed to the world. As you learn the secret, you'll come to know how you can have, be or do anything you want. You'll come to know who you really are. You'll come to know how to Oh, what's that? You'll come to know the true magnificence that awaits you in your life. And the documentary film and book basically all talks about this and how you can manifest stuff to happen. And we're debunking it. We're trying to figure out what it's about, if if it's true, and what this hoo-ha is about. So far, this all reminds me of that scene in the US office when Nellie Bertram moves from another branch to said office. And she sees that the manager is out for the day. So she says, if the chair's open, then the job's open. And she literally starts calling herself manager. And soon enough, she's getting paid a manager's salary and conducting appraisals for strangers. It's it's quite funny. I feel like it's not quite like that. It's more like big picture things. But also, this is part of the debunking. If you're focusing on something so much, you will eventually get there because everything you're doing is working towards that one goal. But then on the other hand, some things are just so obvious that it will happen regardless of this whole manifestation thing. Yeah, it's also interesting. Like, what what is the aim of this, like, ideology? Is it because you have certain ideas of success and it's about, it's about promoting um, steps to achieving, a you know, pathway to achieving that success? Because I would have thought if you become so fixated on one thing and it doesn't happen, you're potentially missing other opportunities that would lead to another form of success. Yeah, that's true. So even if the law of attraction works, well, I suppose it only works if you actually achieve the thing that you want. Um, From my experience, not really tried it ever, but I've done little things, which I did see in the documentary there. Like sometimes you'll be thinking about someone and they'll suddenly like text you or something. And I did this... I feel like a real crazy person for doing this but I was going to sleep one night and I just like really focused on one person and the next day they texted me and I was so freaked out I felt so guilty. It's interesting you mention that because I was actually telling my friend about this weird phenomenon that I experience way too often and it's where you think you see someone and it can be someone you haven't seen in ages so you're like oh that looks like that person I'm not sure if it is them and it won't be them, like, you know. For example, if they're wearing a mask because of COVID, then they take off the mask and you're like, oh, yeah, it's not them. I was way off. Perhaps they simply had the same hair colour and that's it. But then, moments later, you do actually see said person. And, like, it's not like it's the same person it actually was them. Like, you ruled out the person that you thought was them. You hadn't seen that actual person. And that has happened quite a few times recently. Happened yesterday in Tesco's, actually. In Tesco's of all places. It's just spooky though, because you're like, oh, like, that's really weird. I was just thinking about you and now here you are. But like I said, like some things are obviously going to happen, but this is stuff that you don't actually think is going to happen. Like, for example, if I order a Chinese takeaway, 
I know that the next day I'm going to have a fire time in the toilet. <sighs> like that's just a fact of life. Whereas I don't know when I go, for your example, go to Tesco that I'm going to bump into this person and thinking about them isn't going to change that, you know? Did that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, I remember in second year, this guy, Martin Plimmer, was on the radio talking about his book, Beyond Coincidence. And the Beyond Coincidence. Yeah, Beyond Coincidence. And it's about real world examples of these like really crazy far-fetched coincidences. Like I think there's it's something like there was these two completely unrelated girls, both called Laura, in the same age. And one of them loses her balloon and it travels like hundreds of miles and then lands in the other Laura's back garden when it comes down. So, yes, accounts of other weird coincidences like that. Is that a true story? Well, I might not have got the details wrong, but yeah, there was definitely one about a, a balloon. And <laughs> it's about, and they had like the same names. It's like, and you think, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's quite a coincidence. And then they had the same name. Oh, yeah, that is quite a big coincidence. And then they both landed in each other's balloons and this sort of thing. But they'd be like, you know, other sides of the country or something. Um, anyway, and they basically talk about the um, mathematical. So there's like an underlying explanation for how that's possible and how that can be almost predicted. Um, and I think it's quite interesting because we were talking about philosophy earlier and then that feeds into science. And There's a similar one. It's something like it's way more simple. It's basically if you go into a room with 100 people, the chances of people having the same birthday or something is really high. Really? <laughs> really? Well, I don't know, because you could fill a room with like 365 people and think, oh, that's 365 birthdays, but they could all just have the same birthday. Like that's. So I wonder what's the um, scientific explanation behind that? Intriguing. Um, so back to the, the thing that led us here, the secret. It cracks me up that it's called the secret because the they... secret in luxury travel. <laughs> that advert, that was really spot on for the advert. But... Um, it's funny that it's called The Secret, but they've got a film, a documentary and the book in it. Literally, you joke about the best kept secret. It's worst kept secret, isn't it? Yeah, they, the start of the thing is like, this is a secret that no one else knows. And I'm sat there watching it with my family and I'm like, well, there's four people here that now know it. <laughs> Did um, you not think that's just a marketing ploy? Because if you feel like you're the only person reading this, then you're more likely to buy it. And maybe maybe it's very much, it's got the uh, whole Netflix top 10 vibe going on. Uh, we're just assuming the Netflix top 10 uh formula is a, is a um, bit of a flu can't we um but yeah uh, it's kind of that effect where if you say it's a secret people will read it because they'll feel like yeah. they're, they're in on it and they can get like one up people because they'll know um this secret formula i i did feel a little bit like oh and end up being like forrest gump i don't know what you mean by that oh he was just in he was like like majorly involved in every like historical event of america just by like chance just stumb he just stumbles oh, yeah. into uh into like the white house or um ends up fighting in vietnam and <laughs> yeah um i just lost my trail of thought sorry you're watching it with your family oh yeah i did i did feel a little bit sort of in the loop when i was listening to it and i thought oh because when they make it really relatable and really simplistic by saying things like if you think about this person they text you you, you can buy into that because it's not so far removed from things that have happened before so i don't know in terms of debunking it what do you think what are your thoughts i can definitely see even from like a, a like a lay perspective without any understanding of like the science or the mathematics that goes on behind it if you think about something a lot then you're going to direct all your actions, activities towards that. And also, if the person you you want to text you, if the reason you want them to text you is probably because it's 
they're someone who's been recently involved with your life or you've had some kind of interaction with them recently, which means that the chances of them messaging you are going to be higher because there's someone who you are um, associated with you well, know, in the recent past. You say that, but my example was someone that I hadn't thought about or spoken to in absolutely ages. So to then get the message from them, I was literally like, that's so freaky. But then I wonder, why did you think about them after all this time? I don't know. I honestly don't know. It was, it's really right. Sometimes you just forget people exist and then they just pop into your head because something reminds you of them, like a book that they gave you or a TV show that you remember, you know? Yeah. So I suppose my two questions are, one, is could it be something that they also might have come across? Like maybe if something comes out on telly and if it's something you had a mutual connection with, then you know, it's possible that they would reach out to you. But if not, if it's something so random, well, how often does that happen? You know, it's got to happen at some time. The world is more predictable than we think. So, yeah, yeah, this is true. But no, I'm you know not to not to downgrade that sense of like it really makes it makes life exciting. And it kind of reminds me actually. Um, I've, I've been experiencing a lot of this lately. But where you have really really vivid dreams, and then you wake up, and they feel so vivid, they almost feel like memories. And you feel like you don't know if you have a memory of something that's happened or just something you've dreamt about. Yeah, it's a spooky one. It is a spooky one. I'm still not 100% sold on it. But there were loads of things that did make sense. It was things like if you're always miserable, then bad things will come to you. And if you're happy, good things will come to you. And that just, I think, comes down to being like having a positive outlook, which is always difficult to maintain yeah because you could you could have someone with a positive outlook who's always having like negative events befalling them like objectively speaking but if they're positive they're not going to see those negative events whereas someone who looks at everything negatively even if they have positive things they're going to look at the glass half empty so yes, the rose-tinted spectacles on life so yeah i don't know on this one i'm we tried to debunk it but i'm i don't know i do literally have rose-tinted spectacles i've just recently got glasses and they've got like a blue light filter in so Welcome to the four-eyed gang. How how, <laughs> how come they have rose tint in them? My words well, it's are really the, it's, it's the It's the um, blue light filter. Yeah. And to be honest, I do see everything a lot sharper. So there we go. That's, what, that's why you need glasses. There you go. The blue <laughs> light thing, is that what you have on your phone where it helps you not need to... What's the word? Like it's better to look at a blue filter than a... That was a very roundabout way of saying it. Basically, blue light taps into your body's natural sensitivity to light. Which biologically allows us to wake up without an alarm. By filtering that out when you're using screens late at night, it, it basically stops your body from thinking that it's like sunlight. Interesting. Yeah. Obviously, I've got the glasses and we're using computers a lot more now. And even though I'm using it throughout the day, it's, it's also good because I think the blue light is just a lot more intense. So all this talk of the law of attraction and um, these weird coincidences and seeing people you know, it kind of reminds me of that phenomenon when you, well, I think I'll express it by way of an example. You know, when you buy a new car or if someone you know buys a new car, you then suddenly start seeing that car everywhere in all sorts of colours and stuff, but it's there, like, and you didn't notice it before. Now, surely those cars always existed. It's not like everyone got a new car exactly at the same time. Or maybe they did if it was a new model. But I just wonder if that's really indicative of the way people think and perceive events and actually read into them way more than than they should kind of comes down to the fact that we're all self-obsessed because we don't notice things that aren't relevant to us and then this like the sudden moment that they're they are relevant to us we're like oh I've got that car that's my car over there look yeah sort of light bulb moment yeah I think you know people only have so much headspace and, and they don't want to fill it up with mumbo jumbo so so what are they doing listening to this podcast eh? 
We have a small part of the brain that's like craves mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah, save that for Moto. Um, but no, it is. It's an interesting one, and it's all spooky and coincidental. And I like that we can't answer it. I know we set out to debunk it, but we're a bit mystified in and of ourselves. So yeah, that's philosophy for you, Mummy, darling. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends, as uh, as uh, lawyers like to say. Yeah. So we can't debunk it, but we do want to set you guys a challenge, everyone listening. The challenge is we want you to. I feel weird now. I'm saying I'm saying what I want you to do before you go to bed. That's just creepy. But while you go to bed, we want you to think about someone. And if they text you, please let us know because we want to demystify this and see if my experience was a one-off and if the secret has any legs to stand on. And we'll talk about that at the start of next week and let you know what people see. Yeah, so just a reminder, you know, you can always send in your thoughts um, to our email, moto.thepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us via Instagram. I don't know what other social media platforms <laughs> pending. <laughs> That's your domain, maybe. I confess. I will not be making any more because I got other <laughs> stuff go. to do. <laughs> get, get in touch with us via email or Instagram. And we will begin next week's episode by looking at what stories you've shared. This might just be another Netflix moment where we're just reading into something that isn't that weird or suspicious. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe there's someone out there who can... Um, reignite this conversation all over again and i've got my fbi cap at the ready so i'm very keen to get investigated <laughs> and i'll be ready to debunk so come on let's stretch this uh the theory and see what <laughs> yeah see what's what's what i think that brings us nicely to our to our tod as we like to call time it over done. there you go it's not the time of death because we're not going to end on such a such a dull but note. if we keep saying it then people will start to believe that it's something that's said. It's, it's an, ad, an old adage, and then then they'll start saying it. Yeah, TOD, guys. Did I tell you, actually, when I was at school, I was determined to create a catchphrase or saying that people can use. Don't ask me why, but the one that I came up with was um, adding the phrase je m'appelle in front of each noun I used in any given sentence. Just to add, you know, just give it a little... French twang. Yeah, French twang, whatever I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, do you, do you want to go? Do you want to go out for Jean Mabel lunch? And uh, don't ask me why. Did you get bullied in school for this? I would have bullied you in school. No, but the irony is that my friend, who was like, "That's never going to catch on. That's so <laughs> stupid," and he's right. It was stupid, and I have abandoned it since. But he, the person who originally chastised me for it, is the only person, to my knowledge, who has gone on to say it and continues to say it to this day. Well. You heard it here first, guys. Je m'appelle Mahini. <laughs> Je m'appelle Toby. Fabulous. Well, that's us, us done. T.O.D., as we said. Catch you on the fly side. Catch you on the fly side. I don't know why I insist on ending on such a lame note every time. <laughs> okay, bye. Do you want to say something for the outtake? Uh, oh my God, a giant pigeon just flew into my window. Actually, a little while ago, a, a bird did fly down my chimney. And it was terrifying. And all of the guys in the house clambered under the table and just hid. My mother, was uh, she stepped up and got rid of it. I'm not surprised at that. All right. This is going to get, it's going to get scrabaroonied. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll end there.